I watched the first half an hour of Face Off finally. Oh, beautiful! It's so bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I even want to talk about it. <laughs> I gotta watch the rest of the movie still, but I, I feel like this is a good update though. Like. How far did you get? I got half an hour in. I got to... Did they switch faces yet? So Halfway. So John Travolta has Nick Cage's face. Ooh. But his uh, John Travolta's old face is just sitting there in a tank. Okay, yeah. That's it. So I don't know how that's going to happen. Why does Nick Cage get John Travolta's face? Well, I don't a, know. He can't walk around without a face. Yeah, exa- well, I mean, they have him in suspense. He's almost dead. Like, he's just on life support. Oh, okay. That's oh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> The mystery is there, and I almost don't care about it, it because yeah. the first five minutes it's are so obnoxious. The movie is definitely not about the plot. It's not <laughs> subtle, that's for sure. It's definitely about what am I watching? Why is this happening? Uh, who greenlit any of this? Yeah. Who gave any of these people money? Uh, it's about the mystery <laughs> of how does this exist? Okay, so if I watch it with that, I'll probably like it more. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll report in again and let you know. Yeah. So much. 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 Okay, so yeah, there's a new Star Wars movie out. Uh, so we're going to talk about the one that came out two years ago. <laughs> uh, it actually is. It's so, related. Yeah, we, we saw Solo in, without any spoilers. We're just like, eh, whatever. I thought it was good it's fine yeah it's fine that it exists yep but the problems with it are easily explained by also talking about rogue one yeah a lot of the problems which we have problems with kind of the problems are the same some of the problems carry over some of the my main problems with rogue one are different because they're story related yeah it's a mess it's structurally bad but they both have they both have the same thing of just like cramming stuff in there cramming references in instead of giving us character moments i think the main thing that they have in common which we were just talking about so rogue one the entire movie is literally a build-up to the beginning of a new hope yeah a build-up like minutes before it turns out so stupid and the han solo movie has the one of the main things in the movie is built around stuff that Han has referenced. Yeah, you know, and though that idea that we're gonna take everything that was referenced in the first three movies, and that's what we're gonna base each of these individual movies around. Yeah, is not expanding the universe. No, it People, actually makes think, it smaller. Yeah, it makes it feel like. There's only about 50 things that have ever happened in Star Wars. And we're going to see all of them one by can, one. Yeah, you can lift, list them off the top of your head if you've been paying attention and if yep. you've watched the original movies enough times. And we're just going to do all of those. So in expanding, in attempting to expand the universe, yeah. they make it way smaller. Yep. Like They reference a bounty hunter in Solo, and it's one that we've seen before. And it's yep. like, are there five bounty hunters in this entire universe? Yep, there's only How five. many planets are there? Yep. I've seen so many aliens. I really wish that everybody could watch Han Solo next to Jordan, because there were so <laughs> many moments. There was probably five moments where Jordan leaned over to me and basically said, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> in like, some form. Yeah. And I had no idea. Like, I, I, I recognized Bosk. Yeah. They just offhanded reference boss. Yeah. But like they there mentioned were someone else. There were a few other ones that I'm just like, 
would not have known that. They but make like, a reference to a video game. Yeah. Even that, though, all of the name dropping. Yeah. It it still seems weird, even if you don't know what they're referring to. Yeah. And I was saying this t- earlier, too. If they're going to reference Bosk. Yeah. At least make it a joke. Yeah. At least say that, like... Have Han tell some guy like saying, that he looks like Boss. Like that's like that's you know? like saying scruffy looking nerf herder or, or yeah. whatever. And say like, he looks like Boss. We just like, assume yep. that that's an insult because of the way Leia's saying it yeah. in Empire. Like that's yeah. fine. And then you get an extra reference for people who you know know who Boss is. Yeah, like at least that's something and not just a pure name drop. Yeah, which is so know. frustrating. And don't even get me started on. There's a big one that I won't spoil for mm-hmm. people who haven't seen Solo, but there's one that is so immensely frustrating that I think yeah. it just ruins the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, like, so, audibly groaned yeah. to the point where I felt I should, I actually like, turned... lean over to you and shush you almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I think I said out loud, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was pretty great. Oh, and that's that. this is how I responded in the moment also. Which is thinking it was hilarious, yeah, but not in a good way. No, I don't. It's not good to have a somewhat serious moment in your movie be undercut by it being very silly. Yeah. So that being said, anyway, let's actually it's talk. A fun movie. It's fine. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun to watch, but it doesn't. If you care about Star Wars too much like me, then it's frustrating. And, and, which is, and which actually, is, also, if you don't care about Star Wars at all, you might not even like it. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, so, like, where's the balance there? Who, well, what, who's your audience? Uh, honestly, the audience is everybody who saw Star Wars, which yeah. is almost everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately. Yes. Like, which is almost weird that they're kind of taking advantage of that. Well, like, it's it kind of does the Marvel thing of referencing... It's This movie is, is like an advertisement for all the other Star Wars movies. Yeah. Well, and and what with Marvel, they describe it as being an advertisement for movies that haven't come out yet. Yeah. And the Star Wars movies are advertisements for movies that are already out. Yeah. It's and so we weird. all already saw. Yeah. So it's really weird. It doesn't seem like there's a point to it. I don't know what the end game of this is, Just other than referencing money. everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess making a lot of money. That's really it. But uh, so okay. We got to talk about Rogue. More one. importantly, Rogue One, because we just saw it again. So this is a probably better way to explain all of it. Mm-hmm. Tyler just watched it again, literally, literally minute, minutes ago. ago. Yeah, and I saw it last week, and then I watched the end of it with you now. Yep. Okay, so for those who haven't seen Rogue One or want to recap, essentially, the daughter of the guy who built the Death Star yep. gets recruited by the Rebellion to get the plans, basically. Yeah, for the roughly. Death Star. Roughly, yeah. And kind of, people have different motivations for it. And then eventually she is motivated to get the plans herself. Yep. And so along the way, we've, you know, there's a lot of characters, a lot of planets. But the problem is there are too many planets and too many characters. Oh, and we did, and instead of giving us character moments and like letting us understand what the motivations of the characters are, mm-hmm. we get a bunch of speeches about hope and just a bunch pointless, of confusion. Yeah, it's it's so muddled. Yeah. And I think the yeah. problem is that there it was a lot of executive meddling mm-hmm. in the sense that they want the they want this universe to be all one thing. Mm-hmm. They want it to be able to reference everything else. Like mm-hmm. they've got a guy hired on specifically to tell you like does this canon is this canon or not? Mm-hmm. Does this mess with canon? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But it really limits you in the way of you aren't allowed to reference certain planets or do whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, weird. 
Like you, I, I mean, who yeah. knows? Maybe it doesn't. But yeah. what it really does is then you have to. Let's just get into it. Okay, so I, yeah, so I, the beginning is great. Yeah, they they show you who the main character is as a kid. Mm-hmm. They show you her dad. Yep, and that he is the guy who built the Death Star. Yep, or at least helped build the Death yep. Star. He was the guy who like figured out the science of doing it. Yep, and you get the main bad guy who is fantastic. Yeah, the opening on where Jin, the main character, when yes. she's a kid and her dad gets like kind of captured by the rebellion. And yeah, that opening or by, by the empire. You mean. By the empire, yes, yeah, sorry. By the empire. Great start to the movie. Yes, and then I think that after that is where it gets really weird it's so messy and i don't even think they introduce all yeah. of the characters by jumping to a different planet every time like that they're all on different planets yeah so Jin is on some prison planet that they only reference by her being there and then leaving yeah cassian andor the main rebellion guy is re- he's on some other planet entirely the leader of like the rebellion offshoot is on a third planet and eventually they're all making their way toward that planet but they could just have been there. Yeah. Cassian well, and Jin yeah. both have to, like, we have to show Jin. Then we have to show Cassian and his deal. And then Cassian has to go to Jin. And meanwhile, we're seeing, you know, we're jumping over to the third planet, Jeddah, mm-hmm. and seeing this offshoot rebellion. But then Cassian has to go get Jin. Cassian and Jin have to go to the rebellion. Cassian and Jin have to go to Jeddah and meet up with this guy. Like, that is so many jumps for just yeah. not even a full first act. Yeah. Well, it's and, so stupid. And I think the problems... That's why I think the problems with this movie... And I feel like I should add, we actually like pretty much like the movie. Generally, kind of. I think we like it it's, enough that it, we wish it was better. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I don't think the problems with this movie are, like, on a structural Disney has a problem level... It's. I think this one, other than the idea that they could have just made this movie be something else entirely, yeah. and have it not be about finding the Death Star plans, yeah, sure. But assuming you're going to do that, I think the problems with this movie are purely within the movie. The, it's just a mess. Why they not just start all, these, all of them on on Jeddah? And why don't they just take out some of these people? Yeah, you know, like that was what we really kind of have concluded is that yes. Cassian is pointless. There's so many characters in this movie that could be combined into one character. Yeah. And so many conversations that people have with other people that are just not anything that yeah. are just them saying platitudes to each other that mean nothing. And they don't, the platitudes that they say, it's not even like they are, are deeply meaningful to them as a character and like they disagree or something yeah. with the other character. They're just kind of rambling. They're just saying things because they, we think that would sound good. Yeah. So talking about hope. And yeah. The rebellion and the dream. Or being and, mad. Yeah, they're just mad at vague things. Okay, yeah. So let's back up a little bit. This is gonna be. Do you want to? This com- is gonna be rambly. Hold on. Do we, do you want to start combining stuff now, or do I think we should go through uh, the movie a little bit more first? Okay. So they, because then we can reference what we would cut yeah. and change. So they make it to the rebellion, and the rebellion says, "Hey, we need to, you to meet up with this guy because this guy has our." Somebody who has a message for your dad. Yeah. And so they, Jin knows her, so they need her. Or Jin knows that guy. Yep. So they need Jin to come with them. Because he's skittish, basically. Yeah. So they go to this planet. They meet these two guys, which you are going to basically refer to as blind guy and gun guy, because that is the extent of their personalities. Yeah. The the blind the, guy like really likes the Jedi, but he's not one. And he could be good. Yeah. 
He has potential. He's and wise. the gun guy's whole personality is that he has a giant he gun a and gun. he's always fed up with the blind guy. He has a gun and he gives old man banter. Yeah. That's kind of it. So anyway, so then they find they finally go to this rebellion dude who played by Forrest Whitaker. He's fine. I really am bugged by him because the whole point of him being in the movie is for them to reference a character that started off in the Clone Wars TV show, mm-hmm. the cartoon, mm-hmm. and then they show him again in the Rebels cartoon. Yeah. That's it. They just want to interconnect these properties of theirs so more people will go watch it on netflix yeah see and, is, I, and i didn't know that he was in those and like I that's thought, really frustrating yeah. to me well and actually not that you didn't you know, not that you didn't know yeah. but that they have is, to connect it is he in it or they just reference him in the show he's in it see that is funny to me because i think he's an interesting character for the little amount of time that he's in there yeah which i think almost shows how much more effort they put into coming up with interesting characters in the show which yeah. I've never seen than they do in these movies, which Honestly. are huge movies. Yeah, seriously. Like, there are so many characters in this movie that are less interesting than the 10 minutes that Saw Gerrera is in it. Sure. Yeah, totally. Because he is freaked out. Yep. You know, he's got an interesting look. Yeah. Visually. He's, he's basically the rebellion version of Darth Vader. Yeah. That, and, and, they, and they make explicit reference to that. He has He's lost both of his legs. He breathes through a mask. He's he, wearing yeah. all black armor. And even his role in the universe is that he is the like pseudo-rebellion guy who they the rebellion doesn't even really like because he's so extreme. Yes, He's like exactly. an extremist. Yes. And he tortures people and stuff. Yeah. And that's way more interesting than just like a guy... Then Cassian Andor, who Cassian. says the same thing, but we see him shoot one dude. Yeah, he's like, and he he's mad, but it's like, but yeah, what? we're all mad. Yeah, there's everyone's a, mad. That's what the rebellion empire. is. Yeah, yeah like. Huh. So anyway, they meet up with these guys. They all make it to, or actually, they're all captured by his men, and they they have a battle in the city, and then they get captured at the end. So like, yeah, almost nothing happened. So and then they go to this guy and. Jin meets up with him, and they get the plans, and they get the guy who is the informant who used to work for the Empire, who's played by Riz Ahmed, and he's awesome. Who we're going to refer to as Riz Ahmed. Because that's a just as good of a Star Wars name as his actual Star Wars name, which yeah. I don't even remember. And also because Riz Ahmed is awesome, and yes. he's in one of my favorite rap groups. Also that. Riz Ahmed's great. So eventually, they get, you know, he, they get the message, which is that there's a flaw in the Death Star that Galen Erso, her dad, built. Mm-hmm. And... Meanwhile, the Empire comes with this new Death Star and blows up the city in its entirety. Yep. And they escape at the last second. Yep. And and they don't even do that because they know that that's all happening. Yeah. It's kind of just incidental. It's very yeah. odd. They're just, they're just like, this is our test one. Okay. Yeah. Let's just do it where we happen to be now. Yep. <laughs> Let's just like blow up this place. Great. So then they escape and they all decide they're going to go find Jin's dad. Because they don't have the message anymore because she left it on the planet. Mm-hmm. So they go and find Jin's dad. And meanwhile, Cassian wants to kill Jin's dad. Because that's his orders. Right. Even though the Death Star's done. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so yeah. they go to that planet. Some action happens. Galen Erso dies, but not because of Cassian trying to shoot him. Yeah. He just, just gets interrupted into it. <laughs> yeah. Into dying. Yeah. Uh, Cassian doesn't even really ultimately have to decide whether or not he's going to kill this guy. Yeah, it just happens for him. Yeah. Because they are bad at communicating. And nobody ever, like, 
they don't really fight it out on like what were you doing there's no there's he has no agency he just shows up and looks at stuff through a scope that's it so then they bring the the plans back they basically go back to the rebellion and say hey there's a flaw in mm-hmm. in the death star we could find it he told he told me where the weakness was where we can get the plans oh yeah yeah and so they go off on their own cuz the rebellion doesn't want to help Mm-hmm. And or says it's too dangerous. That's why the rogue one. Mm-hmm. And they go in and steal the plans, basically. Yep. And then the rebellion comes to their rescue, kind of yep. at the end, to like make it out. Yep. And then there's an extremely extraneous scene of Darth Vader going and killing people <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll the, get into that the, later. The end, the big battle at the end, yeah, is awesome. Is really good. The geography of the battle is really cool yep. you can see where everyone's going and why yep. you see when people get shot down it's exciting because you can see how many ships there are left still and when the rebellion shows up and starts helping them out it's like they set that up nice where they're like oh they're cornered and they're gonna die and then the good guys show yeah, up yeah and then they and show up at the last second and it's really cool and it's it gives fun. them added time when they were yep. pinned down it has reason to be there and it's good but i kept thinking throughout all of that just different situations where wouldn't this be cooler if this other guy was doing this instead? Yeah. Or wouldn't it be cooler if we actually cared who this person was who yes, just got shot? Totally. Or, I don't know, it's it's a mess. So, basically what we wanted to do is take the movie and give, and give our pitch of what yeah. would be better. And typically, this is a fool's errand to try to do. Yeah. It's Most ju- of the time if a movie is bad, you just say, scrap it. Yep. You shouldn't have done this. Yeah. You know? and But this, it's so easy. It's, it's like half of a good movie and half yeah. of a movie that could be good. And I'm, I'm like, when I was watching this this time around, it was like agonizing. Because <laughs> I, it was just so obvious. They, there's just like... There's just too much going on. Yeah, there's just too much going on and... Too much focus on one thing and not enough focus on the other thing. And it's almost like they forgot what they were doing. Yeah. Like, they forgot that they were, like, making a movie or something. Yeah. And they just got caught up, I don't know what, trying to introduce a bunch of characters. They were trying to, like, expand the number of characters I think in this, Star Wars. I think this was a very different movie in the first go-through before they did extensive reshoots. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if you remember that being a thing. No. People were really freaking out I mean, about this I movie assume, because of the reshoots. I assume they had to do a lot of rewrites. They probably did that. rewrites, but... Then these reshoots happened to essentially give people more personality, which they did not do enough. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising that that's the way that went. Yeah, sad. I would have assumed it was. They said apparently it was much more grim beforehand. Yeah. yeah. And serious, which sounds great. But yeah, if you can pull it off. So, okay, let's go through what is really the problem with this movie. One... Too many things happening to too many characters, right? And three, the fact that those come together to cause all of the characters that should stick around to be grossly underdeveloped. Yes. Because they don't have anything to do. Yes. Because we're having we're giving all the stuff to do to people who shouldn't even be in the movie. Yes. Okay, so first off, we need to combine the characters because there's mm-hmm. too many. Mm-hmm. It should be Jin or so. Yep. She's good. Yep. Jin, Jin and her dad. Yep. Is, is good. The bad guy is good. Yep. Those bad three right off the bat. Bad guy is amazing. Yes. He's probably the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. And uh, the robot, hilarious. He's great. Keep the robot. Diego Luna's character, Cassian Andor, pointless. Completely get rid of him. He has no personality. He has, other than just kind of being vaguely mad. 
He doesn't connect with anyone. Nope. Specifically. Nope. He, he like the robot is his robot, but they don't seem to have any sort of relationship. Yeah. He doesn't have anything to do other than just stuff that other people could be doing. Exactly. Even so, like, so like prime example, very beginning of the movie after the title crawl and everything yep. is him. And he like is meeting up with this informant, informant type in the streets somewhere, and this guy tells... In a planet we never go back to. In a planet to. we never go back to, with a guy who immediately dies, and this guy tells him that there's an Imperial pilot who's going to meet with Saw Gerrera with the plans, or whatever. Yes. And then, so he has to go find Jin, yes. make this whole thing happen. Why not have Jin do that? Why not have Jin just find the information? We automatically know that she's looking for her dad again. Yeah. Have Jin be... Hearing through the grapevine that this guy who worked for her dad is on the planet. Yep. And meeting with Saw Gerrera, who she knows. Yes. And have her just want to go meet him. Yes. So so much easier. So, so much easier. So and you've she eliminated just, two planets and right she off could the bat. Just be on. They could give her something to do even with that. Have her be on like the other side of the planet and have her have to steal a ship or something. Or anything. Anything. Just give her something Other to do. than being dragged along. We can find out. Like, you could give her more of a personality. You could yeah. say, oh, she knows how to steal a ship. Oh, she knows how to trick her way out of jail or whatever. Yeah, or, That's she's, fine. or she's tenacious. Yes. Which, that, which actually, try to set that she up. references a couple times. Yeah. Just have her say, all right, this is the one thing, and then I do the next thing, and then yeah. I do the next and thing. And then I never quit. And yes. then I, I just I push it and push it and push it until it falls apart. That's <laughs> a great personality trait for her to have. Yeah. And they Sort it, of set it up for the end battle, but not really. It doesn't come up until like two-thirds of the way through the movie. So frustrating. So, and, and that's the thing. It comes up in her just saying it. Yeah. So Cassie Andor's whole thing is that he's working for the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. Yep. We don't need that. Like, no, we don't need like that. She could be working for Saw's Extreme Rebellion. Yeah. And sort of question... Like, Maybe she just went to them because they were the only per- people available. Or she could just be doing this on her own. Yeah. Like, if she has the information because she was curious yeah (laughs) and then she's been on her own the whole time but she knows she hates the empire because the empire took her dad and she's with this former imperial pilot and the robot and this old wise guy that she met yeah and they all agree that they want to check out the situation and then they do so so basically have Jin find out that she needs to go to sagarera yep and she does and he and this pilot has shown up with Mm -hmm. a reprogrammed imperial droid yeah. Who is also a great character. You could do a lot of different things with the robot. Let's definitely have... But Riz Ahmed's character is way interesting mm-hmm. enough that we need to keep him in for sure. The fact that, that he is... He's an, he's an ex-Imperial guy, and he will risk life and limb, literally, yeah. to to get out of there. Yep. Versus Cassie Andor just saying, I've done a lot. Yep. That means nothing. Yep. And Riz Ahmed's character has... He's like exper- paranoid a little bit? Yeah, he's experienced the worst of the extremist rebellion yes and the and the worst of the empire yeah and so he's kind of like who are the good guys he could be in a very jaded situation personally yeah totally like that could be interesting absolutely deal with that yes And and meanwhile the robot you know he's riz has reprogrammed him or whatever yeah, and or, maybe yeah, and since we still need a reason for them to possibly want someone wants to kill Galen Erso, mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed can go to Saw, being like, "Hey, we can get the plans to the rebellion. You mm-hmm. were the closest rebellion I could find." Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, 
Saw Gerrera could be like, well, we need to assassinate this guy secretly instead, and just because maybe he's paranoid, yeah, and put a little program into the robot that the robot has to kill him. Yeah. That way, we have that tension of like, is he going to kill this guy? Mm-hmm. Because and these guys' plan has been sort of foiled by this maybe not so nice rebellion guy. So you've got a guy who has a differing point of view than Jin and Riz. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's and and he has set up a plan to maybe make it fail or do something like that. Yeah. That's cool. That's conflict due to worldview. Yeah, which is much inherently more interesting than just conflict due to this is good and this is bad. Yeah, so that's cool. And so then they can go and try and find Galen Erso. And then while while they get and then they pick up this guy, this blind guy who is mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Donnie Yen's cool. Donnie Yen is cool. And and, I, and he kind of like. You know, really likes the Jedi, but he yeah. and but he doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't have any power. He isn't a Jedi. Yes. Well, he 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 see, seemingly you he uses the force, the force seemingly. Yeah. They also like show him just hearing things and shooting oh, at it. Yeah. So maybe he's slightly. You know, he has some of the force, but he was never a Jedi. Yeah. But I like that. There's like kind of this old dude who has a different take on it. Yeah. Well, and then he could be. Uh, connected to the actual rebellion, and that could be their ticket into the rebellion. Yeah. What I thought was interesting about that was so when they're all imprisoned by Sagarera, yeah, and he's talking to Cassian, and he they're having this conversation about how they're locked up, you know, and he says yeah. something about how there's more than one kind of of cage, and I can tell that you carry yours with your with you everywhere you go, yeah, and it's like he could have said that to Jin. And, and it's it so been, true for her character. And it's so true for her. And it would have actually, I don't know, like because we didn't affected that, the choices she makes throughout the movie. Cassian is such a cipher for nothing. Yeah. He's no there's nothing there. There's no personality. We don't ever jump into what his actual thing is, what his cage is. Yeah. Why even say that? It doesn't to go him? anywhere. It's so pointless. And it's not like he becomes convinced to do anything. Like no. It's not like he would have, at the beginning of the movie, not helped her at the end. Yeah. And then later he would have. Other than, I guess, he doesn't trust her personally at the beginning. But they don't show him and her developing any sort of trust. Nothing. So it would have been just much more interesting for the conversations that they have like on the ship, on the way to look for her dad. Yeah. If it would have been her and Donnie Yen talking about... So, for example... Donnie Yen it has his mantra that he is always saying about yeah. being one with the Force. Yeah. And he trusts the Force implicitly. And it's, he has blind faith and he's yeah, a blind he's guy. Like, yeah. And it's, it's fun. He literally uses the Force as his sight. And she apparently is not curious about this. Yeah. Even this, though her mom gives her a kyber crystal, and, which is a thing that you put in a lightsaber. And so much of the structure of the movie and the characters is people being in positions where they don't know who they can trust. Yeah. Like this Imperial pilot shows up and he's just telling us that this is a thing, you know, we kind of have to take his word for it, even though, yeah. he, you know, and so maybe this is a trap. We don't know. Yeah. So if her characterization was that she wasn't trusting of anybody yeah. because of how her life turned out yeah. and she meets this guy who has this very severe trust in something that he can't even like tangibly interact with yeah that would be an interesting thing for some characters to talk about on a ship while they're going to do a job or yes, whatever but totally. they just instead they just don't nope he has some banter with the gun guy whose whole personality is gun guy and and so and nothing happens yeah and nobody's mind is changed but then suddenly she all of a sudden is filled with hope yeah just and because makes some speeches 
And there's no, there's just no driving force for why people are doing anything in this movie or changing. Yeah. Even that you could say, I guess that she becomes filled with hope because she learns that her dad was a good guy all along. Yeah, maybe. sure. But she doesn't talk about it. Nope. We never get you any indication. Could assume. Yeah. But that's a terrible way to have a movie be set up. Yeah. Like there are things like, you know, there are implicit things in a movie Yeah, that you're supposed to read. From yeah. It. But this is not one of those movies. No. No. Nobody ever said that this is Star a, Wars this, is like filled with, um, you know, this subtle mysteries. Star Wars emphasis on the wars because yeah. that's what this is. It's like it's supposed to be a war movie. And so yeah. I heard someone on the internet defend this, the people not having that diva personalities because it's a war movie in an ensemble and no one in an ensemble has that deep of personalities but you have to give them one defining characteristic yeah Yeah. you have to give them something well that's the thing in that kind of movie what you can get away with in that is giving each character one thing yes so like making them one note um but in these types of movies you can have a character who his whole thing is he's well even to break it down further than that this guy's the demolitions guy yeah this guy's the spy well just just reference oceans 11 yeah this you know, guy's the money guy. This guy's the actor. This guy's wacky. This, yes. You know, this guy's sneaky. But the reason that we know that, for example, in Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. the two brothers, uh, Casey Affleck and the other guy, yeah, that are like wacky demolitions guys, and they're always arguing all the time. Yeah. That like that give you we get we get their personality instantly because we see them in the middle of arguing and then but they're actually good at their job. Yeah. The thing that you can get away with is having a limited personality for each of the characters, but. You have to have their that characteristic needs to be very obvious. Yes, and it needs to be their whole deal. Yep. So Donnie Yen, they kind of nailed it. They do. Yes. Apart from the fact that he doesn't interact with anyone. No. And he is seemingly there for no reason. Yes. He, he doesn't. He's a good character, but he doesn't convince the protagonist to do anything. Yes. Or to think differently about anything. And or he doesn't even give her any ideas. Likewise, the robot is a very good character. Mm-hmm. We can we know what his personality is in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. He's a very fatalistic robot. Yep. Like yep. he thinks everything is sort of doomed to fail. He yep. has a bad feeling about everything. Yep. But he's also convinced at his own personal effectiveness. Yeah. Basically he thinks everyone around him is leading him in, into disaster. Yeah. And he never interacts with Jin, for example, yeah. on the concept of why does she keep pushing into these failed situations? Yes, like totally. Why, why is she so dead set on you going know, into this thing with terrible borderline odds. suicide missions yes, all the time? That'd be such a good they conversation could, Even if they them. would just joke about it. Yes. That would be great. It'd be so great. But that's, instead, they don't. That's also why she I don't have a gun. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time for people who are mad at, I'll just say, The Last Jedi for... For example, the opening scene where he's doing the I can't hear you on the phone thing. Yeah. Because that tells you exactly what you need to know about both of their personalities instantly. Yeah. You know that Poe is this cocky flyboy. Yep. And he doesn't take any of this seriously yep. because he knows he's always going to win. Yep. And it tells you everything you need to know about uh, the red-haired dude. What's his name? Donald Gleason's character. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> because you know that he is stuffy and too serious. Yeah. And he could not even imagine someone He's not being filled formal. with rage. Yes. And so, yeah, that's what and you... Being primi- and being yeah. primitive... People aren't as proper as he yeah. is. There are rules to this engagement and <laughs> yeah. you are not following yeah. them. Yeah. That's his character to a T. And yeah. so that's... Even though people don't personally like the dialogue, that's still essential dialogue to getting those personalities set. Yeah. And even that too, like... 
you know, you could say maybe that's a sign that that movie has too many characters, which or, I think you could also say. It does. It doesn't okay. need to be in an, an ensemble right. where you have every character kind of have one main thing, yes. you know? Even like, so if you're going to compare it to very old Star Wars, like Han Solo, for example, you know, he has more of a fuller character. Well, the trick with, with Empire and why Empire is so perfect is that we go back and forth between two groups instead of three. Well, yeah. and Because you just go, Han and Leia, you care about them. Luke, you care about him. Han yeah, and Leia. Yeah, yeah. And back but and that's forth. just the benefit of having fewer characters. Exactly. Yeah, you can have See, the, the only them be the, the trouble. I think what people really had trouble with in The Last Jedi, for example, it's just too much. was that you had three storylines and you had to care about all of them. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, if we would have just killed off Poe in the first movie, yeah. which... Is still the flaw yep. of the new trilogy, yep. not killing off Poe in the first twenty minutes, yep. like because, they were supposed because to. Because J.J. Abrams liked the actor personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if they would have just done that, then they wouldn't have had to have this whole thing. Yep. They could have had, I don't know, two main plots. Yeah. Poe could have been doing and, this. And Poe, yeah, or Finn, you mean? Yeah. Sorry, Finn. Doesn't yes. matter. Uh, but anyway, so. Rogue One, uh, too many people. There's just too much. Because it, even even at the end, you could have you could still have them sneaking on because Riz Ahmed was in the was in the Imperials and he knows yeah. their whole thing. That if anything that and makes so does, more sense. And so does the robot. Yeah. If like, anything that yeah that makes more that sense way for you, him to go have, in with her. Have Donnie Yen lead all those guys into yeah. into battle and, he, and do the distractions. Donnie and he Yen, does that anyway. Donnie Yen solves the whole thing anyway. He does. Riz Ahmed just tells them what they need to do. Yeah. And then Donnie Yen does it. Yeah. So they could have just had him do all the parts of that. Right. Totally. Uh, and if you're gonna bring in all those extra people anyway that are the rebellion, that's yeah. fine. We don't need to know them. Yeah. We didn't know them. We didn't. It was fine. We just had one extra yeah. character. Yeah. So. It's just frustrating that it could have been so much better mm-hmm. with this is obvious to me, right? This, it's a, obvious to you too, isn't it? What? That there's just too much going on in that movie. There's too much going on. And we don't have enough And it could have been with a lot better because like we were talking about earlier, they nailed so many parts of it, like the visual feel of the movie yes, they the, nailed. The aesthetic of yep. the rebellion and the empire is very cool. They nailed the bad guy. Yep. He was awesome. Yes, he is so cool. Director Krennic is one of the better Star Wars villains. Yep. Because his whole thing is that he's like middle management. Yeah. He's like, my bosses don't respect me. Yep. Everyone under me is incompetent. Yep. What do I have to do to get some respect around and here? And that's why he's so mean. Yes, and he's just <laughs> flailing. I yeah. love it. It's great. And he's, like he has this amazing mix of strength and weakness. Yeah. That makes it yeah. for a, a full character. Yep. He's more developed than every other character in this movie, <laughs> yeah. which is so sad. That's not good. It's really a movie about him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh boy. Which is I was mentioning before. It's about him and like a terrorist plot to stop him. Yeah, kind of. And the terrorists win. <laughs> Which is what's cool. One of the things that's cool about Star Wars is that everybody's up against the Empire. Yeah. And so it's okay to be illegal. That's what's so. That's why if you do a, would do a Star Wars movie that doesn't involve the fact that literally this entire galaxy is covered by an Empire mm-hmm. with soldiers everywhere that can always find mm-hmm. you. And I think it's that's, not interesting. I think that's what they knew with the newer main. Yeah, they movies, had to have. You can't. They they knew not to bother having it be that the rebel or the 
the good guys are actually in charge now. Yeah. Even though that would make more sense. Yeah. Based on what happened in the older movies. Right. They know it's just not what Star Wars is. Nope. You know? It's like not dealing with the responsibility of being in charge now. Yes. That's That's not what it's about. Yeah. You have to have a clear bad guy to fight. Yeah. And the bad guy needs to be imposing. Yes. And even... So, in Solo, Mm -hmm. they have the, you know, the Empire a little bit, Mm -hmm. and they try and pull it into the rebellion stuff a little bit which is dumb that was i thought the big mistake i thought that was the big mistake of that movie but the whole point of han solo himself is that he's not necessarily a good guy yeah we either need to see him be a very inherently trusting guy and become you know a sort of rogue yeah or what's the thing that that she calls him uh not like a scumbag but scoundrel scoundrel he needs to become a scoundrel yeah or we need to just see that this has always been, he's always been this way. Yeah. And that, that life has been hard on him and that he doesn't yeah. trust anyone because of all these and things. And the real third option for all of these is just we'd better not. Yeah. Don't, don't make a movie starring. That's like making a sitcom of Kramer. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. You can't. You think this Boba Fett movie is going to be bad? Honestly, Boba Fett has so little going on yeah. that they can make this movie whatever they want, yeah. which is a plus. I hope they do. Well, the director is James Mangold, which is the guy who directed Logan. Okay. So I think if they let him do what he well, they won't. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I have no faith in anything, but like that's why I liked Last Jedi so much is because it actually surprised me. Yeah. And the structure that's was almost, weird and interesting. Yeah. yeah. That is and, almost the strongest thing that they can do. Yeah, for sure. And so, but I think that Boba Fett will be passable. It's going to be like a 75%. You yeah. know what I mean? It's going to be like three out of five stars. Well, and great. And that it kind of reminds me a little bit of, and I'll try not to continue to spoil the Han Solo movie just in case anybody hasn't seen it. But one of the things that I think they did right is just have it be a different type of movie. Yes, totally. And we talked about that before with like Marvel movies about how like they can't all be the same thing. Yeah. And so like with Star Wars, one thing that's cool about both Rogue One and Han Solo is it isn't... It's a a little bit of a different genre. Yeah. It's not like the typical, we're going to blow up a super weapon. Yeah. You know? And it, they, yeah, they kind of go a different direction with it genre wise. Yeah. Rogue One is a war movie. But then they got... Vaguely. Yeah. And uh, Solo is kind of a heist movie. Yeah. But then they got to cram in all this. Right. That's why I have faith in in this in James Mangold because he made Logan a western. Yeah. Which is cool. And it if, was. I would watch a Boba Fett western if it, if oh, they just let James Mangold do what he wants. That would be awesome. Yeah. Right. He's because he is a bounty hunter. That's his whole thing. Yeah. And that would be I cool. I feel like they're almost. I feel like why all of this is upsetting to me a little bit yeah. is because I think they're underestimating their own property. Yes. I think they think. That the property is just the list of character names, yeah, and like the the ATATs, the very and... specific backstories of each of the characters that we know, yeah. And I don't think that's what the property is. I think the property is the setting, the visual aesthetic, the even the existence of the force. It's like saying that World War II is all about Hitler it's only, personally. It's, and it's about Hitler of, versus yeah. FDR versus Hirohito, <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> We can we can follow one guy from each yeah. in the war, and that there weren't a million different fronts and a million different things happening exactly. all at the same time. And that's what's interesting about Star Wars, I think, is it's this scenario that's set up that is interesting, where people have these weird moral situations that they find themselves in 
because they're under this evil imperial government yeah. and it's in space. Yes, and it's in space. <laughs> and they have lasers and robots. And robots and aliens and cool ships. But all of, and all of the ships all of the space battles are like World War II fighter pilot stuff. Yeah. They'll follow those rules. There's just like a horizontal plane. All the really big spaceships are like huge boats. Yeah, exactly. And all yeah. of the and all of the stuff on the ground is like cars driving around. Yeah. And all the planets are filled with like they're all kind of lawless because the Empire's doing a terrible job. And they're all one Dagobah's a whole, just a swamp planet. Tatooine's just desert planet. Yeah, like that's great that you have all these planets that are all just inexplicably one environment, but yeah. people can still live on all of them. Yeah, it's simple. Like that is what they bought. Yes, they didn't just buy Yoda and Han Solo. Right. Like those are all cool. Yeah. And but that's what the screenwriter's job is: is to make new versions of that. Yes. Like make a new character. Yeah. That's why we pay you so much money <laughs> to write the script for new Star Wars movies. Like, is that it? I can't. Well, I can never then, decide. That's why Rogue One is partially good because there are some new characters. Yeah. Jin's an interesting person because we've never seen someone that would be that scrappy sort of that has yeah. had to be that scrappy that has had to survive on nothing and is even in the position of almost having to choose between it's almost like the the white knight dark knight thing yeah of like where the people in this movie really need to decide are we going to assassinate this woman's dad yeah totally <laughs> you know like are we going to be like this vengeful rebellion or are we going to be like the rebellion everybody knows yes. who's just the pure good guys yeah are we going to be the good guys basically yeah which is what star wars should be that's as complicated as it needs to get yeah should we be slightly bad or should we be all good <laughs> well and i think you can you can bring more things into it but if you're going to have if you have to put the rebellion in every movie yeah then that is what it's going to come down to every movie right even like the han solo movie it didn't need to be connected to the rebellion in any way. Nope. It could have all just been Han Solo trying to get rich. It should just be the underworld. Yeah. Because that's way cool. It could have been just Han Solo and Lando. Yeah. Trying to get rich. And we all know and, we know there's mob bosses because you know, we know who Jabba the Hutt is. It could have been basically is. like to bring it back to what you briefly mentioned. Could have been basically Space Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Why not? Or Space Goodfellas. Or Space Goodfellas. That would have been awesome. Yes. The rebellion didn't need to come into it. Yep. I don't know why they keep doing that. Just, but that's the thing. Okay, if I don't understand who these people are who are in the audience hearing these inspiring speeches of hope from this fictional universe and like what are they getting out of it i don't know what are they are, are they going home and changing their lives are we too jaded for oh this? absolutely <laughs> but star wars is pretty jaded like it should be it's been around for 40 years <laughs> yeah star wars is an old man yeah like kind of well and even the originals like luke you know is like this pure guy yeah but I mean, the movie ends with him killing his dad. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's a murky moral movie. Yeah, and and even that, uh, Darth Vader, basically space Hitler, kind of yeah. redeems himself by throwing his boss down a space shaft. Yeah, you it's know? more like Himmler throwing. Yeah, Hitler yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like. Like they were only going to World War II. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like they kind of asked for that. Yeah. But, you know, it's... And some of this was based on, you know, Vietnam was going on at the time. Yeah. So there was... A, or had just gotten done. So oh, yeah. they were just like, oh, yeah, what if... All the stuff on Endor, probably. Yeah, actually, yes. But it's like... It, I'm not going to say that Star Wars is super smart. 
doesn't have it's, to. I mean, it's it smart if it just. Be. It's like any sci-fi. If you just yeah. take a what-if scenario, but it's and like, put in real-world, yeah. plug in real-world things. It, I don't know, but it isn't morally childish. No, and I think that's what they keep trying to cram into these. It is in the sense that there's a queer good guy and a queer bad guy, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, but within that, you can explore it. Yeah, you you can see why there's a queer good and queer bad, and not everybody who is even slightly against the empire needs to be in the capital r rebellion yes whole, and they have been the whole time that's always how it is yep that's just so long story short lucasfilm or disney i guess yeah hire us hire us we will <laughs> take apart your script and make it better yeah because we clearly know what we're talking about because we have two mic two we're two guys on a microphone so yeah, listen be- to us between the two of us we've written zero movie scripts but we've dissected a lot of movies. I've watched scripts. a lot of movies. Same. 